1: Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
0: You've heard his name. You've heard his voice. You've seen him on social media. He's the man, the myth, the legend. It's time to get to know Dave on 97.3 The Fan.
2: Yes, indeed. It is that time of the week again. Get to know Dave quickly becoming one of you guys' favorite pieces of the radio. I've
1: already been asked about what we're going to do for season two. So, Dave, get thinking. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Yeah, Dave is uh, back at it again, and uh, I'm looking forward to the journey uh, we are headed on. I have no idea where we're headed, but it hasn't disappointed to this point. So without further ado, I turn the mic over to Mr. Dave Marcus.
3: Thank you, Tony and Matt. And, of course, today we come to you from Dodger Stadium located at 1000 Vin Scully Way and from our radio booth inside the Vin Scully Press Box. As we put aside the Padre-Dodger rivalry today for a moment, I want to talk about someone who's an important figure in my childhood, helping me become a baseball fan as well, and that is the great Vin Scully. You know, growing up here in the L.A. area, I was very fortunate to be able to listen to some of the greatest announcers of all time in their particular sports. Vin, Jerry Doggett, Ross Porter, the Dodgers, Dick Enberg and Don Dreiser on the Angels, Chick Hearn of the Lakers, Bob Miller of the L.A. Kings, Fred Hessler on UCLA games, and Tom Kelly on USC games, Walter, the Chargers, by the way, some like, like might be familiar with. <clears throat> Excuse me. Back in the 70s and 80s when I was growing up, there weren't nearly as many games on TV as there are now. I remember only like 50 games a year would be on TV. So I spent a lot of time listening to games on the radio. Late in the night, the cliche of falling asleep with the radio on, well, that was my reality. And like a lot of people, that's how I learned about baseball, without being able to watch it on TV very often. And much of that was from listening to Vince Scully. Yeah, you know, as a kid, I would maybe go to four or five games here at Dodger State every year. Sitting in the outfield pavilion with my binoculars, looking in the radio booth. See what is, <laughs> what's it look like in there? What's what's been doing between innings? You know, dumb stuff like that. And I was fascinated by how broadcasting
2: wait, worked. Wait, 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 wait. That's a game. Yeah. So you know, with well, the games going on, and you got your binoculars, and you're looking into the the radio booth well, between innings. Yeah, like yeah. You know,
1: what is I've they,
3: done
2: this What are too. they doing in
3: there? Like you know, I had no. I, I listen to the game. What's going on? Are they getting coffee? Are they? Fighting!
2: I don't know what they're fighting <laughs> right. That is um, so interesting. I don't know that. Other than when you guys used to throw the star out of the window, I don't know that I've ever even I even looked up there most of the time as a kid watching these.
1: Your games. profession was pretty much uh, figured out early on in life. It took us kids, you know, looking into the radio booth from the stands to really
2: know that we wanted no, to be in radio. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's fascinating to me. That oh. you're you are like. I mean, in between innings, you still had the kind of wherewithal to like, I wonder what those guys are doing. I I listen to them every day. How about even putting that together at that point?
3: You know, at that time, I knew nothing about broadcasting, and Tony may think I still knew nothing about broadcasting. It's cool. another <laughs> time and place. You know, you know, Vin was with the Dodgers for 67 seasons, from 1950 until 2016, and Sally passed away last August. But he's obviously broadcasting games with the Potters who joined the National League in 1969. And I've been told before the Potters were even a major league team in the 60s, or a minor league team, People were listening to Dodger games on the radio in San Diego because that was their major league team, was the Dodgers. So I want to play a couple of clips from early Padres history We've been at the mic. The first one is from September 1969 here at Dodger Stadium as one of the great original Padres stepped to the plate. Ollie Brown, grounded out twice and singled. He's one for three. Sutton's fastball is belted to left field. Back goes Joshua, but that thing is gone. Halfway up the left field bleachers. And Brown gives it the home run trot just as soon as he hits first base. And he'll take a while before he touches them all. Ali's Ollie, enjoying every step along the way. Even back then, guys were trotting on the bases slowly, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, they were. See, it didn't just start. I wish they They'd had been doing cast back then. They were
2: doing it back in the
3: 60s. What do you call that when you do a slow trot? What's the word for them?
1: Hotdogging?
2: Slow, slow trot. Um... Well, I don't know. What are we calling it? This Hot-dogging, is, yeah, I guess. something like Hot-dogging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know if I'm allowed to say the other I term, was thinking the other power. term, too,
1: but I'm just going to stay away from <laughs> it. Yeah.
2: So I'll just leave it
3: alone. And here's another Vince Scully calling a Padre-Dodger game here in 1971. At the plate, Padres Hall of Famer Nate Colbert. And it's I'm interesting no that even – sorry about that, Matt. And even – you'll hear the – beginning. it's interesting even back then they're doing something that we do today during our broadcast. On the post-game show tonight, not only will we have our interview and scores of other games, we'll begin answering your questions. And for anybody who sends in a question that we use on the post-game show, we'll send two tickets free to a Dodger game. The pitch to Colbert is hit to deep left field. Back goes Mota. Dottis Davis to the wall. It's gone. So Nate Colbert, who hit seven home runs against the Dodgers last year, muscles one into the bleachers.
1: Free so tickets, Dave. I mean, like, I, I think that's the, good stuff back then. But even then, we did, we did the question today
3: day you know, during the broadcast with Jesse and Tony. They yeah. Even back then, Vince Scully, 1971, was doing a question today the during their
2: broadcast. See, so. that, see, Dave didn't. Dave wasn't paying attention. No attention to the ticket part. He was paying attention to the part that is a part of our show. Yeah. Which is we do. We do the the question. But I mean, that, that, was, that, was, that prize is pretty legit, though. That Your is pretty legit. Used, yeah. But I guess you also kind of making to, this look bad a little bit.
1: <laughs> no, I guess you also had to go through a lot more to get your question submitted. You have <laughs> to mail it. True. They that's would have true. to receive it, open it, and then you would have to get the tickets back These in aren't the mail. These are
2: emails going in. You got to like no. actually put a stamp no, on it and it's send, not send some, it in. It's not some kid in the basement <laughs> sending it point. in to
1: Dave. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
3: So Those are some classic poetry. Dodger calls from Vin back in the early days. Now, Vin also broadcasts games throughout both Tony and Tony's dad's entire careers, including the two years Tony Jr. spent here at the Dodger in 2011-2012. as you hear in this next clip of a Padre Dodger game in 1996, Vin knew he was watching one of the best. The great Gwynn hitting 357 on his way to his seventh batting championship. Another strike in the count 0 Tony putting up great numbers. And as you know by now, I'm sure, even if he falls short in plate appearances, even if he goes 0-4, whatever he missed, he'll still make it. Against one of the all-time greats, Tony Gwynn. Slapped down the line, foul. You think about it, Gwynn has won six National League batting titles, five gold gloves, 12 times a National League All-Star. Remarkable. Dad, obviously, got to I know knew Vin as well, and, you, and Tony. Of course, I mentioned he played here for a couple of years. What do you remember about being around Vin Scully during
2: your playing days? Uh, I just remember how much of a gentleman he was, how well dressed he was all the time. How I he was just the nicest man. I only got to sit with him on a, a couple occasions, but um, he was uh, he was definitely one of the, one of the things I wanted to point out was you, you got to remember Vin Scully was the broadcaster for the Dodgers. He is talking about the other team and the way that he is. And the the, the point is, is when you have a a, a a really good player on the other team, although you may be working for the, the opposite side, you still can acknowledge what you're seeing in front of you in terms of how good a player it was, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it, and that's part of the job. It's not just, you know, and we do. You, you praise your side as often as you can, when you can, but when another side comes up and the player is of that ilk or, you know, one of the best players on that team, just what you're supposed to do.
1: Uh, question real quick, and it's about Vince Scully and his broadcast booth. Do they have anything, like, set up? to like, they have a, a his position just, like, just there so that, you know, it's like a shrine or something? I don't know. You know what I'm talking about? Well, they have a display out in the um, hallway here with uh, gotcha. his, his last
3: headset he used. Oh, that's I mean, pretty I sweet. I believe the scorecard that yeah. he used from his final game, which is actually in San Francisco. Dodger-Giant game, the final yeah. game of the 2016 season. He didn't do the postseason that year. That was his final game, was in San Francisco, actually. And in, the, in the broadcast TV booth in San Francisco, there's actually a plaque as well commemorating Vince Gully. This wow. is he called his final broadcast was in uh he was it at 18 Park up there? I can't remember any anymore. They changed it. You did San Francisco, yeah, that's where they... Oracle. Are. Oracle, the Oracle yes. He changed again, that's right.
1: Didn't, uh, maybe, uh, I hope this is right, but didn't Vin Scully uh, tell Don Orsillo that San Diego would be a good place for him?
2: I think he did tell yeah, that story. Yeah, I remember I think I hearing that. I him saying that, so yeah. Vin yeah, did a Vin, lot of good for Vin, the Padres. Vin, Vin
1: blessed
3: us in the many ways. And as Tony mentioned, what a classy and friendly person he was as he came across on the air. And it's not always the case. every Some guys are friendly in the air, but off the air, they're not exactly what they, <laughs> <couple> of, <laughs> they come across. You know, And I was fortunate myself to be around him in the press box here in San Diego. He's kind of through a few interviews with me over the years and some pregame shows many moons ago. And it's nice to take a picture of me in his final year, 2016 i show you what a great guy he really was. Early in Jesse Agler's career, the two oh, met yeah, had awesome. a long chat in the booth in San Diego. And in the offseason, Jesse sent him a letter thanking him for his time. So Vin, being the gentleman he was, called Jesse, and Jesse missed the call because he didn't recognize the number, went to the voicemail. And maybe that was a good thing because now Jesse what? can keep that forever, yeah, and Jesse's nice enough to let me let us play a voicemail from 2014 to 2015 from Vin Scully, and here it is. Jesse, it's Vin Scully. I received your letter yesterday. It was uh, postmarked November the 2nd. I wanted to thank you very much for your kindness and thoughtful remarks. I also wanted to take the opportunity to wish you a very happy Thanksgiving and above all, a wonderful, productive, and happy career. God willing, we'll see you in the spring.
2: Wow. Wow. That, like, gives me crazy, right? that gives me chills. That gives me chills. That's crazy. That, that is, is crazy.
1: crazy. Number one, he said, "I got it yesterday," and he's calling Jesse the very next day, which it
2: would take me like three weeks to call someone back. But how about the details, though? Like just he, he the details. Used, the, the post. it was post dated November. Whatever yeah, postmarked. Like it, it was just like. I, I, here's what I'll say about Vin and really all of the broadcasters. For me a lot of my and I've said this before a lot of my like baseball a lot of what I learned a lot of the lingo came from listening to the games on the radio because there wasn't a ton of I mean the games weren't on TV like they are now and so whether it was Ted or whether it was Jerry and in my case because my dad was such a, a, a video nerd I would end up getting to listen to a lot of the visiting or the opposing teams when he was on the road you know, it didn't all. He didn't have the Padre feed. He had the home feed for whatever place he was at, and so I would get a chance to hear pretty much all of the other broadcasters and the different styles. And you didn't. I didn't. I promise you, I didn't know anything about anything. But it was pretty clear. Like when you listen to Vince Gully, you just you just knew that he was like someone. That was like special, right? Like even at like nine, ten years old, listening to it, it's like you just knew, like man, he sounds different than, than everybody else that that does it.
1: Yeah, he does. He has that it, just the way he, his timing, every just everything. His voice is very unique. But they that say, voice you know, know. They,
2: you know what they say? His special power was that he could start a story with like two strikes, two outs, zero and two count, and tell he the, would be a, he could tell a five minute story and get through it all, and then as soon as he finished. The third out would happen, and it would be perfect time. That is a superpower. That really is. <laughs> so anyways, it makes it an honor that I got delivered this segment from the Vince
3: Scully Press Box. That's a uh, – Vin Scully, great guy. We miss him being around the ballpark, as you know, all Dodger fans do, and, and baseball fans in general, because he was not just Dodgers. He was America's uh, announcer in national games for many, many years on radio and TV. So it's
2: uh, always great to walk in the Vin Scully Press Box here at Dodger Stadium. Another journey completed by Mr. Dave Marcus. Thank you, Dave. Dave, thank you for uh, another fun uh, fun uh, getting to know Dave. Man, you you continue not to disappoint. I don't know where you go from here, though. I mean, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, He's I have Scully. plenty of ideas. Like, well, like well, you're... Your, your, I would just suggest don't take any of his like, ideas. Uh, I need some ideas, actually. Oh, that. I'm gosh. almost dry. Up. <laughs> your
1: uh, top five pet peeves out of broadcasters that you work with. <laughs>
2: oh, this, this guy's trying to get you... It's I <laughs> always is. go... That's always my say, route. Stay away from
0: them, Dave. <laughs> That's Stay away always from. my out. Thank you for your time, Dave. We appreciate you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.